In the first meditation, I would like to investigate or explore the, the object of refutation, the object of negation, so that which uh, is found to be non-existent, the I, the me, the myself. And as in the example of the banana, in order to say there's no banana on this table, I need to know what a banana is. Otherwise, I can't, I can't not find the banana if I don't know what a banana is. So this is a very important thing. So before we you know, go into other things around no-self, first we need to not only understand but really experience or, or feel that which is uh, that which does not exist. So that which does not exist, so the self which is being refuted in these teachings as illusionary, as non-existent, has three characteristics. First, it's permanent. Yeah? So that's like this aspect, this, this sense that the I who came here this morning is the same I which is sitting now here. And it's actually the same I which experienced your childhood. Yeah? So that's the permanence, that's the first. The second, it's separated, so it's something extra. So we are not refuting the body, we are not refuting the feelings, we are not refuting the social self. We are not refuting the personality. We are not refuting the habits. That object of refutation is something extra. It's not the body and it's not the mind. Yeah. So it's separate. It exists by itself, as if it's a rider on the horse. And it shows in our language. We say, I have a body. And you could say, no, yeah, that's just words. Uh, I am my body. Yeah, but it's the same. There's the I and there's the body. So what we are, this is very important. I mean, this is one of the, the, uh, the insights here you should have in this life. Because now in this life we have the opportunity so this is not like philosophical talk or some kind of strange philosophy or something which has nothing to do with my life. How does this help me with my problems? Yeah, it helps because it's my problems because we make up an I who has problems. So it's very practical and one doesn't need to read 10 books about it. Yeah. He, so it's permanent and it's separate. We say, I have a body. We say, I wish I would have a younger body. And it's not only that we say that there is an instinctive feeling that there is that I, the owner of the body. I have eyes. So. But yeah, the body has eyes, yes, there are eyes, but we say, I have eyes. They are special eyes, because they are mine, my eyes. They are the most important eyes in the universe, because they are my eyes. And when, hap when something happens to, it, to them, I have a problem. So, autonomous, existing by itself, self-powered, inherently. So that's the second characteristic. And the third one is, it's singular, we are talking about one. Yeah? We are not talking about the internal family system. That's there. 
Yes, the different processes, mental factors, that's going on. That's not the object of refutation. That would be so stupid to refute that because it's also obvious that it exists. I mean, then if you go deeper into the emptiness teachings, then we start to investigate the parts. Yeah, so we start to investigate, okay, the internal family system. Let's look at it. And then you also don't find that. But we don't need to go there. Yeah, so this is, this is not uh, so the, the, the insight into uh, the no self is not, is not that profound. We, we could even be a, like a complete materialist and thinking, you know, everything exists, there's the world, there's this body, and really it's made out of matter, and so on and so on. And we still could do this meditation. We could still believe that the body really exists. And on this level of the meditation, we can keep it like that. So what, only what we refute, there's something extra which we put, uh, which we put into this, our experience, through concepts, through labels. Yeah? But it's not only stories. It's a felt sense in the body. So it's a mixture of something you feel. In a way, you could say it's a, it's a contraction in the body, a contraction in the subtle body. But that's not... That's not the only problem. The only problem, that's, and that will continue for a while, even after you have realized no self, that contraction. But what will cease is that you will identify with it. You, you are not going to call it I anymore. You, are not, you, you will not feel. So, oh, oh, there's a contraction happening in the universe. It's happening to nobody. It happens in many it, uh, it's, it happens in many, uh, in many, uh, what, how can I say it, in many, in many beings, uh, but it's not so permanent, separate, and one, it's one. And when we start to reflect on it, it's strange because no, many different aspects or members of our internal family system, they change to drive the car. Yeah? So in the morning you are the mother, then you become the professional, then you have a crisis, then you are three years old, and all the time you feel it's I. Yeah, yeah it's me. It's I. Somehow we, so we, we manage to, to keep the illusion of that separate, solid, singular I throughout all this, all this, all these different stages in, of our day or of our life. We, we, we keep on, we keep that alive. So that is what is being refuted. That, where that is what is being seen as illusionary. And this is it. It's quite simple. And and uh, you know, so read some read some neuropsychology. You know, read this from different angles, different teachers saying the same thing. It it, it will become very obvious. It's, don't make it too complicated. And of course, resistance is to be expected because uh, you know, the narrative self wants to keep the illusion that there is an I. Why? That's what it is. That's how it lives. It ha so it sees, well, this will be my hand. If you see it like as an entity, it is not really. But if it, you know, if it's like, it's if you would see it like as a parasite, and it lives from keeping keeping that illusion alive, it makes us angry. 
we, yeah, I, might, I make my decision. It's me. What are you talking about? It's I. Of course, I experienced my childhood. Right, so that, and, and, and this kind of, or this, the, the narrative self says, ah, oh, this is philosophy. I've heard this before. I haven't understood this. And it makes like some fog, you know, you get tired or you kind of give up or it's like, yeah, this is just talk. And it's, uh, yeah, there is the I, you know, and you, and it makes like some, 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 some smoke. So, so that it can hide. It's not, it's not deep philosophy, that level, where, where I'm talking now. So in, uh, in this meditation now, uh, it's very simple. All we will do is, so we will uh, take some time to reconnect and then we are just using the word I, me, and myself. And you just feel, where does it land? I, me. And then we can maybe exaggerate this a little bit by how, what do other people think about me? Yeah, so kind of putting a bit fire under, under that. Because the the strength, the, like the solidity of the contraction, uh, is different in different situations. Yeah? It is there right now, somewhere, like I am meditating. The proof is the body is here and there's experience, so there must be the I. Ah, so it's the I. I am meditating. Yeah, but in, if I would say, you're really stupid, you have to get it now. You have been listening for this for two years, so now it's time, you know? I mean, I, I have to go home. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, and so then that I, oh, what a, I'm stupid. I, I'm stupid, yeah. And then it might have some kind of flavor also, like uh, I'm not good enough. I my, so there's then there's then also uh, like a, the, the felt sense of the body is different. It's, it's different than the I am so happy I, or I am so wonderful I. It, it, it's still the the I, but it has sometimes like it, it has different flavors. Yeah. Um, uh, but still on this relative level. Yeah, we are not talking about that. We are not talking about. No, that. We, no. we are not talking about. Yeah, but I need to have a social self and no, things no, like no, that. No, ah, ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm really trying to sort of because I. Uh, I <laughs> this here speaking. This being. Yeah. This being. Uh, uh, also with me and others because in some way I'm not like for example I don't see physically from the perspective of Tina for example it's so there's some sort of difference even if it's like absolutely I, but is that confused just confusing it or is yeah it, it's confusing yeah, it because yeah 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 it's not necessary yeah, not but, but, so but but that's right of course the experience of this being, of this wave, is different yeah. than the experience of yeah. this wave. Yes. Yeah. 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 What we are refuting here is that there is a separate, solid, yeah. singular yeah. I yeah. behind the experience of this being. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Mm. Mm. So let's play. And if you don't get it, you I, I hit you. <laughs> like the like a Zen master. So 
since uh, the exploration here is, uh, you know, in the felt sense of the body, uh, of course, as with all the other meditations, uh, it's necessary to uh, drop into the body, to drop into the aliveness. And you can uh, take the breath as an ally by sliding on the in-breath into the body and then with the out-breath maybe softening and letting go. Also with that you bring the inner dialogue out of the focus. So it goes into the background where the bells are. You allow the body, the heart, and the mind to settle. And rest. Softening the belly, the shoulders. Just being aware, just noticing. Notice where, notice in the body there's parts which are more open and flowing and parts which are more tense or numb and you just allow. Just, you find a yes to the present moment experience. This is how it is. And then we just using these three words, and maybe you can use similar words in your mother language, Swedish, or whatever it is. So you just set, say quietly to yourself, firmly, I, me, myself, yeah, and you pause, and then you just observe where does it, where does that land when you say i what or what do they think about me and you just notice Me, I, myself. So what is the referent object of that word? Meaning, what is it what you call like that? I. I have a body, I have thoughts, I have feelings, I make my decisions, I. I have feelings, I. There's feelings, there's a mood, but there's an I having that mood, I, me, myself. And how does that appear? 
So now we cut your body into two halves, imagine that, like around the navel. So the sense of I, where is it located? Is it in the lower or in the upper part? If you need to choose. It can be quite vague in the beginning, yeah? but if you would need to choose, like someone would, with a chainsaw, cut your body into two pieces, where would be the eye? So now we cut the head off. So where's the I, the me, the myself, if you need to choose? So that might differ slightly between people. Some people localize themselves more in the heart area, some more in the head area. So how, how is it for you? Where would you, where, where does the I, the me, myself land? So remember, we are looking for that singular, permanent, separate I. So now, just be aware that there is awareness of the I. of the self. I, me, myself, there's awareness of that. You notice that, you see that. So then letting go of this investigation, going back to more spaciousness, sensations, feelings, thoughts, sounds. Whatever your experience right now is.
and you notice that you're aware of all of that, including some residues of the contraction of the I, the me, myself, that you're aware of all of that, that there's awareness of all of that. There's awareness of this being, which is a process, changing, moving, which is connected with everything else, an open system without boundaries. And you're aware of that. Or there's awareness of that. So now imagine how it would be if the contraction of the I, the me, myself, and the self-referential dialogue, which is constantly going on. What about me? This? What does it with me? I hope it's good for me. It's probably bad for me. Yeah, that kind of me, me. What about me talk? If that would drop if you could put down the burden How would it be if this moment would be experienced by nobody? Feelings, thoughts, sensations happen. And they happen to nobody. Imagine the space in the body, in your heart, in your mind, if the constant self-referential worries would cease. So unfortunately, it's not enough to see this once, but uh, for most people it is a gradual thinning 
of the of this contraction, which might take a few years. So that's uh, and, and that's uh, a bit challenging for us because at one point intellectually, you will have a clear understanding there can't be something as a solid, permanent, separate I. So intellectually, you get it, uh, but. Uh, it's not felt like that. So one has to go, go through this process of looking for that I and not finding it again and again and again. And with that you thin out that, con that, that contraction. And you will notice that you are hitting the right target that you have a decrease of self-referential talk. It just gets quieter there. You just lose a bit of interest in I did this, I did that, what they do, what for me, let 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 tell me what I how wonderful I it's just you lose interest. Initially, it is quite shocking at one point to become aware how, how, how much of the internal talk is about me. <laughs> what do I do tomorrow? What did I do yesterday? What did I say? I shouldn't have said this. You know, it goes on and on and on and on. It occupies so much of our creativity, of our, of our time to think about something constructive, for example, to think about others. Yeah, this, uh, oh, this, uh, this, What I said uh, towards the end, uh, be aware that there's awareness of the I. This is a, a very important insight. So, so to understand that what you are aware of, you can't be. This needs to be crystal clear for you. What you are aware of, you can't be. What you see, you can't be. What you feel, you can't be. Because you are the subject of that feeling, of that thought, of that... And all of that, whatever you can point to, is an object. And you are the one who is pointing. So if that is clear to you, that what you are aware of can't be you, because it's an object, it's an object of awareness, then, wow. then it becomes a bit more difficult actually to make this shift uh, and you can't describe it in word in words so yeah you can't so that's why in, in a lot of buddhist teachings they never talk about the true self or something like that yeah, they just say what you are not. You know, the Heart Sutra style of, of the teachings. Niti, niti. You are not this, you are not that, you are not this, you are not that, that, that. You are not what you are aware of. You can't be. What you see, you aren't. And this can be pointed out. And then they stop. That's it. 
Because when you start to uh, talk about the subject, then you make the subject again into an object. You can't be aware of awareness. So if someone would say, yeah, I think I get it. I am getting aw- I become aware of awareness. Yeah? Then again, okay, then you have an object, so that's awareness. But what is aware of awareness? That's what you that that's so where are you looking from? Where's the looking coming from in the recognition of the nature of mind? So you try to turn around with your awareness, looking into the source. And you turn the source into an object, and it becomes a kind of god or something like that, or primordial consciousness, or, you know, I mean, all kinds of, of words. So we turn the subject again into an object and try to find it. And we are, we are, we are trying we are trying to find it with that which we are. So that's why in a lot of uh, Buddhist teachings, differently to some you know, Advaita Vedanta teachings or so, they, 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 they don't talk, they wouldn't say you are awareness or something like that. Because uh, it's misleading. What you can find, you are not. What you know, you are not. You are that which is looking through your eyes. And you can't see your own eyes. Where are my eyes? (laughs) <laughs> but there must be eyes, right? Otherwise, there wouldn't be there would be no, there would be no sight. But they can't become an object. My eyes, for me. Nevertheless, they are there. Someone wants to set me straight? Maybe there's a, maybe there's some inconsistency in what I've said or you know. Initially one can you know, this kind of you know, what is awareness and who is aware. Uh, so if, if that's not kind of leading into you, uh, it doesn't make sense to you, just, just drop it. Just be aware of what you're not. That's it. It's a valid... It, that's, that's, a, that's actually the majority of the Buddhist, uh, the Buddhist teachings uh, goes the 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 via negativa. That's the Heart Sutra, Pashna Paramita, pointing to what you're not. And then goodbye. Yeah. Is it also like um, common, I mean, uh, even on this level to just see there's no consistent self or I, uh, even if we don't go into like emptiness, still that it can be scary. Absolutely. So there's this like, first, it's not this sort of, uh, started this reflection that, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like more uncomfortable than ever. Yeah, but so, so do it. And then and something else, like it's more, yeah, but this is what uh, I keep reinvent. So, so mm. to balance, I, I guess it's similar to be ready to or 
that you have to take, be able to hold it. That's I right. Guess, or, That's right. Uh, yeah. But I guess uh, this being uh, takes care of that as well. I guess that I won't. Yeah, but it again, when it's uh, yeah. it's good to. I mean, before you go uh, get into this kind of teachings. Uh, like if you go into a progressive path into the Ram, you do a lot of stuff before. You 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 do preliminary practice. You do like uh, you know all this stuff and and you learn all the lists what is and you know and you get you kind of build yeah. your you build something yeah and uh, so you in a way you could say as we said with the uh, uh, you know creating a, a container which can hold your pain in the same way in the progressive path you build a container which can hold that experience and it is uh, because the the seeing the, the seeing of no self can break into the life of people unprepared i met a few people like that and some of them they they ended up in a psychiatric hospital because it, it's it can be very very challenging uh, if you are not if you don't have a frame to uh, to interpret or to handle that kind of experience it's death and uh, and, and this is exactly what is going to happen in the death process this dissolution of everything what you think you are will be taken away yeah so it's it, it's it's it, so it's for some people the kind of fear and the shrinking uh, is one of the main responses to the meditation of no self and for many people it's a bit of a mixture yeah so there's fear and shrinking and I don't want to do this and there's also relief and joy yeah? so it's it's both and it's very few people who kind of uh, jump into bliss yeah? uh, immediately Any questions about this? And then we continue with the text. So this is a is a good uh, daily mindfulness practice to just be aware of the contraction of the self and I know that all of you have plenty of opportunities all the time we have <gasps> me I think it's a bit complicated when I think about people like a person that I admire a lot, like my grandmother. I, I like, I, like, I so much like what she was and what she, mm -hmm. my imagination about her and her being. Mm -hmm. And that I'm like, it's empty. I'm making it, I'm making it up. You can enjoy a rainbow and there's nothing there. So it doesn't take away anything. So the, this is um, so the, the recognition, the, the experience of emptiness does not devalue things. Actually, they become even more awesome. They become more magical, more breathtaking, because they lose their solidity and their. Uh, so, 
in the recognition of the emptiness of a person, there is actually more closeness. In the recognition of the emptiness of, the, of your grandmother, you experience that she never died. That she is super close. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't uh, deny the experience or the memories you have. So uh, nothing is being taken away except the grasping. That's being taken away. We can enjoy each other much more from from no one to no one. <laughs> really? I can't, I can't really meet you if there's an eye here and there's an eye there and I try to get closer, yeah? But in the, in, in the, in the experience of, uh, of uh, emptiness, of no self, we can be together, we meet, we can't find our boundaries. It's very intimate, it becomes very intimate. And there's also no, uh, there's no, there's less, or at one point there's no defensiveness. You, so you can be really open to another person. Because you're looking at, you, you're looking at, you're looking from openness into openness. So it's a misunderstanding when emptiness leads into uh, well, the, the, the study or the, the meditation on emptiness. If it leads into a kind of nihilism or yeah, then nothing has meaning or it doesn't matter what I do or something like that, it's actually the opposite. So when we come to the conclusion like that, that we lose something, uh, then, uh, then it it is a sign that we have fallen into the abyss, into the extreme of nihilism. It's wonderful if one can, can relate to a deceased person as someone who was never born and never died. Nothing is lost. So a little bit, uh, so we just covered the text this weekend, which is very good. Then we will continue with the next chapter in the book and uh, in our online meetings. So the first seven was Tonglen, and now comes the last one. Without these practices being defiled by the stains of the eight worldly concerns, so the eight worldly concerns, that's the strategies of the narrative self. Yeah? I will, I will uh, uh, mention them. So without these practices being defiled by the stains of the eight worldly concerns, by perceiving all phenomena as illusory. So that's emptiness. Perceiving all phenomena as illusory. Uh, perceiving all phenomena like a dream, like a rainbow. Sometimes people hear, yeah, are you saying like wars are just an illusion or climate change is just illusion and we don't need to do anything? Uh, that, that's a misunderstanding of uh, uh, of um, of emptiness. It's serious, really serious. 
more serious than we want to admit. But not really. Not really. And, and, and that's like difficult to get together. To understand that you will be actually much more part of the solution if you take it less serious and completely serious because you can afford to take it seriously. You can afford to look at the facts. You can stand it without falling into an abyss of despair. So it's a misunderstanding of emptiness when we see this, oh, all phenomena is illusory, so they don't really exist. They exist. Yes, they exist. It's real, but not really real. And somehow, in the space of taking things less serious, there's much more, there's much more creativity. If you, if you take sci, uh, climate change serious, seriously, that will swallow you up. I mean, there's no hope. If you take it as illusionary, then, uh, then there will be the creativity of doing something, what you can do, of contributing. Plus, of course, there will be less comfort-seeking, less, less uh, need to have possessions, uh, you know, so just that's the, the lifestyle, what you eat and so on, that, that just will change naturally. I mean, who's going to eat other people if you feel connected with everything? You're, you're not going. You, do, you don't need to decide to be a vegetarian. Yeah, the 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 the. Let's say the true self just doesn't eat meat. Doesn't make sense. So by perceiving all phenomena as illusory means perceiving all phenomena as empty, as visibly appearing, but unfindable as having any substance from its own side. Like a rainbow, like a dream. I will practice without grasping. Yeah, so that is so what falls away is grasping. I will practice without grasping. I will practice without grasping to release all beings from the bondage of the disturbing, unsubdued mind and karma. So the, the, the strategies of the narrative self, the, the, the eight worldly concerns, that's quite interesting because when we become aware of them, we, we become aware of this prison of the narrative self. Yeah. So this is delight at receiving money and possessions and dejection at not receiving or losing them. So this is the grasping for money and possession and the fear of losing. 
by this one strategy of the narrator self. So, and it creeps into our practice, of course. The, the, it's, it's always two pairs, so it's four pairs. Then the second one is delight with receiving praise and approval and dejection when receiving criticism or disapproval. So, so this is, I mean, if just that would drop. Just that one thing. Feel the freedom of not caring of what other people think. It's wonderful. It's such a joy. You know, to stop to be hunter for praise, for, for, for you know, being loved and being liked. And, oh, so what can I do? What can I say that people like me? Yeah, it's, it's so stressful. It's such a prison. The light with receiving praise and approval and really rejecting any criticism and disapproval. And, and this is protecting the, the, the I, the me, that which does not exist. The, the, the third one is in the same kind of... So, the light with fame and good reputation and dejection when infame, when infamous and notorious. So, wanting to have fame and good reputation. And uh, rejecting, rejecting, yeah, not being famous. So it's a bit similar, these two. It's about what other people think. I hope you notice, since we're all getting older, When I came to Göteborg the first time, I was a young man. Now, now I'm old, <laughs> and you too. <laughs> uh, so I hope you notice that there is something relaxing in that in, in that category. Yeah? Like it's not as bad as ten years ago. Yeah? Just more, just more, uh, just more resting in yourself and being yourself. I'm looking forward uh, to the moment what happens, what comes out of this mouth when I don't care anymore at all. <laughs> wow, that song, that poem, you know, that, that's beautiful. And, and when, you, uh, you know, when, you, when you notice that in other people, it's so wonderful. Or other people who have a bit more freedom in that corner than yourself. So, and then the next, uh, the last one is the light with pleasurable sights, sound, smell, taste, and tangible objects, and dejection with those that cause unpleasant feelings. 
so that's us, you know, running from one pleasant experience to the next. And bringing that also into our spiritual practice. And so, uh, becoming aware of that. Yes, wow, a bit part of my intention in my practice is actually still to feel better, to have nice experience. And that's the eight worldly concerns. It's not really spiritual practice at that point. It's just what everyone else does, you know, trying to feel better for me. Trying to have better experiences, better feelings. <laughs>